Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Depth Chart Podcast. My name is Freddie Maggard. I'm joined by Nick Roush, as always, in Louisville, and a couple former teammates. Uh, back on the podcast, Andy Murray was with us last week. Uh, we used to have Jay Dorch on quite a bit. Jay was an outside linebacker, defensive end in, in the uh, wide tackle six, but played that outside linebacker role. Jay, thanks for coming on with us, brother. Appreciate you having me, man. It's good to be back. Yeah, I know our, our listeners can't see, but that is a sweet helmet behind you. Is that with the Power K? That's Power your UK K, helmet? Yeah, Power K. Absolutely. Yeah, I, Andy's got his helmet. You got yours. I have no idea where mine is. Man, that's funny. I, I picked that thing up the other day, and it weighs like 25 pounds. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, those old bike helmets, man, these are heavy. Hey, Jay, just imagine how heavy Andy's helmet is. Was. <laughs> Wasn't as heavy as Dean Wells. <laughs> Reverend. Uh, yep. Dean is uh, one of the few guys that had a larger melon than I did. He loves when I tell him that, too. Yeah. They had a, they had a special order his helmets. <laughs> He'd be a great, he would be a great podcast addition, by the way, Fred. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm going to have to get him on. Um, for sure. You know, by, by this time on Thursday, we've talked about, we've written about, we've discussed, <laughs> analyzed Kentucky, Louisiana, Monroe. So, you know, there's some reason to look back, but not really. Uh, well, Kentucky, I think I, I think we got after it, right? I think we got to admit, Freddie, that we were a bunch of idiots because what did any of us predict more than 200 yards passing from Will Levis, and he wins, goes out and drops 350 on us? No, that, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, that we 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 missed that one. Uh, Kentucky, Missouri, gentlemen, this, this is finally game week of, of a, of a game that matters. I mean, you know, last week, let's just be honest. You knew Kentucky was going to beat the brakes off ULM, uh, week two. This is, this is, in my opinion, the game of the year for Kentucky, uh, with a win, good chance of going four and before you hit that tough stretch of three, uh, Jay, uh, just your quick review of the cats and ULM. And what do you want to see this Saturday against Missouri? You know, I think they did everything uh, that they wanted to do last week. Uh, they didn't. They didn't show a lot, but they showed enough for the fans, I think, to see just how exciting this offense can be and will be. Uh, and that we got playmakers uh, on at every level, offensively and then defensively, the same thing. Um, you know, we've got I think it's ten senior starters, if I'm not mistaken, on defense and. And, but then we've got, you know, exciting young playmakers uh, like J.J. Weaver and Oxidine and, and Trevin Wallace and Casey. And, you know, it's just exciting to see both sides of the ball. But I think they played pretty vanilla and, and did what they needed to do. And, and uh, man, I'm just I'm jacked up for this week. It was it was fun to see no real fundamental mistakes uh, like we've maybe seen in the past. 
whether it's alignment issues or, or anything. And, and, and one of the things I saw that I really liked to see was a, a player-led uh, team. Yeah. I think those coaches are letting those guys lead the team. They're giving them uh, the, the enough rope to do that. And I think you're going to see nothing but tremendous growth from here going forward just because of that alone. I agree. Andy, uh, your review of ULM and preview, quick preview of uh, Missouri before we get in depth. You know, I am, um, I'm with Jay. I, it was refreshing as a fan to see a veteran team with depth and young talent. I've, I've always enjoyed watching as our young players get their first action and, and the excitement now that goes along with that, because these guys they're bringing in, you know, we've talked about it years ago when we used to do this podcast. I mean, they're getting guys to sign that wouldn't even open our letters years ago. And yeah. it's exciting to see a freshman come in and, and have an impact in a, in a game. Um, you know, the Oxidine kid just is one guy that sticks out to me, but it, you know, it's just, it's really as a fan. Um, I think we're seeing the fruits of all of our um, patience and labor getting to see this offense progress and I think it's you're going to see more and more this weekend um, with Liam Cohen is going against a, a former NFL coordinator so fans need to be prepared for adjustments that you know uh, they probably didn't see against ULM um, but Liam Cohen I know is excited to go against a former NFL defensive coordinator and it, it's going to be exciting but again it's just it's refreshing to see our depth and talent you know, and uh, when guys go out of the game, we just don't drop off. And uh, that's the sign of a – we built a solid program. Nick Rouse. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, – it, it was good to to see the the bare bones of what's to come uh, and, and also know that there's still a lot to improve on, especially in the running game, you know. I mean yeah. – Chris Rodriguez had a buck 25, but kind of how Stoop said he looked up and he didn't realize they had had 50-50 run because it felt like they had a lot more pass. It felt like Chris Rodriguez only ran for 50 yards or so. You know, he was so many times just one broken tackle away from making a big play. And I think if he – some of that is a little bit of the rust and not being tackled. I bet he got tackled, what, five times in preseason, you know. that. Yeah. So I, I think some of that is just getting uh, getting acclimated, you know, to to playing live football. And and if that running game really gets going, then I just watch out, Mizzou, because we only saw a, a smidge of what it can do last Saturday. Yeah, I think Kentucky. Uh, I, I don't think Leon Cohen used very much of the playbook. Uh, if you think about it, didn't see a lot of screens. A lot of pure bootlegs without the pull, without the the, the pull up of the quarterback. Uh, you know, a lot of formations, a lot of motions, a lot of uh, uh, personnel groupings. But I, I really don't think Kentucky got deep into that offensive playbook or defensive playbook. I know Brad White dialed up some stunts and some blitzes, but uh, when you have that veteran personnel back there, it's 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 a very much uh, uh, something Kentucky can build on, and the veteran nature of this team. Uh, is is one of the most important aspects of the 2021 Cats. All right, we got uh, we're going straight into over under, gentlemen. First one up, UK will score 32 points over or under. Jay Dorch, I'm gonna say under. Yeah, I, I, I feel like uh, 
um, it'll be under. I think uh, Mizzou's defense is is uh, going to be pretty solid. Uh, I think they'll have a good game plan. I think it'll be right on the number. I mean, I think we're going to be right in that in that ballpark. But uh, I think I'm going under. Andy, I'm going over. Um, I think uh, this team emotionally had a big year last year and, and a long year. And this time of year was very pivotal for them. And some of the things that developed um, uh, with the things that went on with this team emotionally. And I think this team's going to come out with some fire. And Missouri gave up several big pass plays last week of over – I think the stat I rode was over 13 or 15 yards, but they gave up 14 or 15 passes over. Yeah. So um, the other thing, the, the other stat that sticks out to me was, um, and I'm not, I don't have it written down anywhere, but it was a tremendous number of passing yards with um, Levis under pressure. And yeah. they're going to bring pressure. And I just think this offense allows him to get out of bad situations pretty easy. And I think you're going to see a lot of big plays off of Missouri blitzing us and him connecting. So I I, I think we uh, I think we score a lot of points this weekend, and uh, I think it's I think we have a big win, honestly. <clears throat> Nick Nick Rash over or under 32 points for the Cats. Is it weird that I don't think Kentucky's going to be under 32 points that much this year at all? Maybe once no, or twice. No, it's not weird at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I. I think we've only scratched the surface. I really like that Liam Cohen's got a guy he can trust up in the sky to point things out. I mean, the Josh Ali touchdown, they said, was a, was a call from the booth. They, they, they laid the foundation that first week. And when you got a team that's going to be blitzing their face off, that's going to work some of the times. But as quickly as it works, it can backfire on you. Third and Grantham, you know, like it, that. that's what we're going to get this week. Cohen – He's had, I don't know, four games against uh, Wilkes at this point between at the Cardinals and when he was with the Cleveland Browns. And uh, a, when he, I mean, granted, the personnel a little bit different, obviously. But, like, I, I think Kentucky's just going to tear up these DBs who transfer from Tulsa. I mean, come on. Like, it, I'm yeah. thinking Wando Robinson, Josh Ali, and Isaiah Epps over those guys. So, I, I, I think Kentucky's lighting up the scoreboard Saturday night. There's going to be some tense moments, but they're, they're going to put some points on the board. You know, I'm I'm right down the middle of every one of your all's takes. I'm gonna go over, but slightly. Uh, Kentucky was sitting at 38 points and needed a late touchdown to cover the 20 to not, 29 and a half point spread to get to 45. So I'm gonna go slightly over, but yeah, I think I think Kentucky scores more than 32, and a lot of that's going to be predicated on the defense that Missouri's going to run. We're going to that's actually a topic we're going to discuss. Let's get to the next one. Will Levis will have 300 yards passing on Saturday, over or under? Jay Dorch. I'm going to say over, but I think it's right on it. I mean, I really do. Yeah. I, I think it's right on that number. I mean, I, and obviously that's why he picked 300. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I mean, Andy Murray. I, I think it's going to be oh, exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Andy, over or under 300 yards for Levis? I think it's going to be over. I think you're going to see um, a combination of just good, solid passing game again with their aggressiveness on defense. I think we're going to expose them a little bit. Um, just th this Levis kid, I, I, if anything I gathered from him is, man, he is cool. 
and I know it was ULM, but there was no panic in that guy's body ever in that game. And uh, I don't know that we can say that about the past four or five years in our quarterback situation. I mean, he just – he can dumb it down and get it to whoever he needs to. You know, we dropped some balls that were really shouldn't have been dropped. It wasn't – you know, I, I think I saw a couple of errant throws, but I, I just think it's uh, – this kid is dialed in, not to mention, I think the huge addition to this offense is having Woodard in the booth and yeah. the confidence that Cohen has in him and their friendship and they can be honest with each other. Man, that's huge. Um, yeah. And they both look like guys that just sit and study. I don't know if you've seen Woodard up close <laughs> and Cohen. They look like dudes that just sit in the film room and study film all the time. That's <laughs> people. So I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I, I really am. I think um, I think the kid's gonna, you know, etch his name at the top of the stat list this weekend. <clears throat> Nick Rouse. I'm sorry, Jay. I, I kind of feel like uh, this is a personal game to Stoops. He may not come yeah. out and say that, but and I, I feel like you're gonna see a heavy dose of Chris Rodriguez, and I think I think he's gonna want to just run it down their throat. And something that was kind of interesting, some comments made that. You know, these, these uh, hidden yards that were lost that we didn't get last week because of Chris and uh, the other backs getting used to this outside zone uh, run. It's different than running between the tackles. Andy, you can speak a lot more to that than I can. But um, I feel like I feel like they're just going to want to line it up and tee off and just run it down their throat. Jay, well, I, and, I agree 100%. Yeah, this yeah, is and, a and personal game. That, you know, and, and to go along with Jay is what – what the fans and, and everybody really out there watching that's just watching the game don't really understand is there's as many schemes in the offensive line as there is in the passing game. And to me, it looked like we were just blocking man on man Saturday and, and the run game was just kind of, you know, I want to call it mediocre for our expectations, but I don't think you saw any of what our offensive line is going to be doing as far as some of their blocking schemes and, you know, that, that's the, a huge part of our league and, and how people run the ball in our league. And, you know, blocking man-on-man man sounds like, you know, that's how we all used to block. And now you've got all these different pulls and tags and gets and all these different things they're doing up front that I don't think we saw any of that this past weekend, that that's going to be a big part of our success in that run game, especially the new outside zone. It's just – it's an athletic offensive line that can move and – Probably didn't see much of that last weekend. I agree with Jay. This is 100% a personal game. And, you know, we've all played in games where it's personal. I mean, th this is personal because Kentucky got Kentucky last year at Missouri. Missouri uh, won the fist fight last, last season uh, at Mizzou, 20 to 10. Uh, Missouri was 10 out of 20 on third down, five out of five on fourth down, extended drives. Uh, but this Missouri defense, and we're going back to Will Levis throwing for 300 yards, is a high-risk, high-reward. A lot of press man coverage with a man – we used to call – I don't know what they call it now. We called it man-free. Uh, all the corners, all the defensive backs are manned up on the receiver. The safety for Missouri lines up 20 yards downfield and plays, uh, plays that center field position. So what that tells me is that Missouri defensively – if, if if the Tigers stay in that in, in that press man coverage, feel that Rakeshaw, Evans, Green, Burdine, the corners for Missouri are better 
than Josh Ali and Wandale uh, Robinson. They're going to beat them on the line of scrimmage. Last week, Kentucky lot ran a lot, uh, several two-man combination, two two-man combination routes, really. Uh, so not a lot. I don't, again, I don't think Kentucky showed much, but, but the Cats are going to need a third wide receiver. Isaiah Epps had a couple of nice catches, averaged 27 yards per reception. Going to need a third wide receiver to really step up because of all this man coverage. Uh, the third corner or the third defender on a Kentucky receiver is going to be vulnerable. So I do think that Will Levis throws for over 300 yards. Uh, Central Michigan was successful last week against this Missouri defense, uh, ran 21 plays that went over 10 yards, 10 plus yards. That's a lot of explosives that Missouri gave up. I think Kentucky's going to continue that and, and, and Will Levis will throw for over 300 yards. Nick Roush. I mean, Central Michigan had 475 yards. You mean to tell me Kentucky's not going to get 550? Come on, get out of here. They're, they're more than 300 yeah. on the, through the air, 220 on the ground, bada boom, bada bing. There's well, a player. And, and I, go ahead. That, go ahead, Andy. <laughs> 475 by the chips. Well, like, I was going to say <clears throat> uh, tight end, baby. Yeah. You know, those Four those catches. linebackers are going to – if their linebackers try to get downhill – the tight ends are going to eat them alive. And I, that's – wouldn't we have one tight end ball last weekend? And that was we kind have, of a – Yeah. Maybe two. I don't know. I, I just think the Cummings kid and Bates is a real athletic kid, and you're going to get those guys in one-on-ones with linebackers and strong safeties and that. And it, I just think you're going to see a heavy dose of – it wouldn't surprise me to see the tight ends get seven or eight balls. Jay, you can speak on this. Uh, with Missouri bringing six, playing all that man-free coverage, uh, you're, you're, you're opening yourself up to for the offense to get big plays. Uh, I will say this, that defensively, Blaze Aldridge for, for Missouri, a linebacker, 10 tackles, six of those were tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. He leads the country in tackles for loss. And quarterback sacks. Missouri had nine sacks against Central Michigan, 14 tackles for loss. So as a high risk, high reward, bringing six, uh, man coverage, man free. Jay, talk us through that as a defensive player. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you look at uh, their style, and they've always they've, they've been that way since Drake has been there, um, you know, they, that's, they had that linebacker. They always had that end or linebacker or both that they are just, they want to wreak havoc and they want to, they want to get you before you start your offense and uh, for, before the play starts. And, you know, uh, I do think that um, obviously when you look at Wandell and, and you look at Josh Ali and, and you look at Bates and, and the rest of the crew, um, I mean, we got some, we got some uh, serious uh, uh, playmakers. Uh, and, and the other thing is back out of the backfield. You know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, you know, we got burned by that when we called a blitz and, and Florida hit Emmett Smith out of the backfield for just a little swing pass and went for 20 yards. And so it certainly is that high risk reward. Um, and I think we, you know, Levis is, he's that, uh, he kind of reminds me a lot of Dollar Bill. Uh, honestly, I, I feel like, you know, his presence um, yeah. is calm, cool just how he approaches the game, I mean, he just doesn't get rattled. And so those check downs are going to be wide open and, and uh, you know, he hits the quick slants with Wandell and, 
and Ali, and, and man, there's, there's some some big time plays that can be had out there. Andy, as a, as a fullback having to block against blitzes, how hard is it for the backs to pick up the blitz and to pick up the especially the linebackers with the uh, Blaze uh, Aldridge being an inside linebacker with three and a half sacks? Talk us through trying to block a blitzing inside linebacker from the running back position and for the offensive line. You know, it's um, – I would say with our line, the, the size, I, you know, we, we didn't have a line in our day that had this kind of girth, so your vision wasn't obstructed. And I think, it, I think our backs, their biggest challenge is going to be able to, to find the blitzing linebacker. Now, obviously, they're going to scheme to it, and they're going to know where the blitzes are going to be coming from, you would hope. And I think Liam Cohen's going to know where the blitz is going to be coming from. Hence, his checkdowns are going to be right in that same vicinity. But, you know, I think the, the biggest challenge in blocking the blitz of a linebacker on the edge um, is vision. You know, being able to see the guy coming, you know, he's going to, you know, they're going to lean outside and try to dip underneath or vice versa. Or or the linebackers now, you know, it might be the, the right side linebacker, the defense blitzing in the left tackle gap. You know, it's – so there's, there's just a lot of, you know uh, – parts to that but I think most of all it's how how good a vision does your back have so they can know where that blitz is coming from because um and that's and that's why honestly these young backs in the in the past haven't been able to play and stoops they when they say they don't trust them it's not that they don't <laughs> they're, they're a bad kid as much as they just don't trust that they have that vision to pick that block up and yeah yeah that's you'll see uh, you know Rodriguez and our veteran running backs in there more for that reason. And um, it's just a fast moving game. And you've got a linebacker coming downhill running a four, four, you know, I mean, I know we had guys probably running that back in the eighties, but I think they're a little quicker nowadays. Um, yeah. But I think that's the biggest thing, just, just the vision and being able to um, try to anticipate where they're coming from. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, on a side note, you brought up a great point. I'd like to uh, express my condolences uh, uh, for Alabama, the linebacker Keith McCants passed away this week. And, you know, when you had Keith McCants and, and Derek, Bro uh, uh, shoot, Derek, uh, Derek Thomas and Cadiz. Yeah. Derek, Derek Thomas and, and those guys against Alabama blitzing, you know, Keith McCants, th th that was pretty good players, Andy Murray. Um, Keith McCants was no, uh, was no Derek Thomas. I'll tell you that right now, but he was yeah. pretty good. And, uh, I hate to hear that he passed. I mean, you're hearing so many guys our age, um, yeah. that, you know, are, are passing. It's, it's just, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to open up social media and stuff these days, you know, at our age, because it seems like there's always somebody in the press, but, yeah. um, Keith was a great player. Derek Thomas was holy cow. I tell yeah. a story one time that he, he blitzed on me. And the coach asked me why I didn't get him. And I said, he, he disintegrated. He was so fast. <laughs> I never, I never, he, he, uh, he vaporized. I couldn't even see him. <laughs> yeah. I thought the prayers goes out to the, the McCann's family. Yeah. Uh, I hate to hear that. We all played, we all played against him. All right. One more of these and we'll move on. Nick Roush, Chris Rodriguez will rush for over 130 yards on Saturday against the Tigers. And why? 
I think he's going to get over 130 because uh, there's going to be more tackles for a loss this week, but they're going to blitz their way out of position. Uh, They're going to, and even if they don't, the big thing, too, that they mentioned in the hidden yards is that, you know, Cohen said after the game, we we didn't really know what we were scheming up against, at least from the back four and the back seven. They kind of had a good feel on how they would play coverage, but they really couldn't scheme up the run game at all. When you've got a week to scheme up the run game, I, I think they're going to have some stuff. It's it's like what Jay said earlier. Like there there's some stuff there. Uh, they're they're not just going to be blocking dudes. They're going to be. We got the bare bones last week, so yes, that's that's why I think C Rod's going to get over one thirty. Andy Murray, one hundred thirty yards for Chris yes, Rodriguez. I, I think, I think um, he's going to have a little coming out party. Um, this is only his second start as a Wildcat, and I think. In his mind, he was a little disappointed in last week, and I think this offensive line is going to be looking for some redemption. Um, for some of the things that we talked about pre-podcast today, uh, in honor of their man, John Schlarman, I think they are going to want to pound these guys, and I think it's going to be fun to watch. And Rodriguez is going to go 225. Two tw- Whoa. Calling your shot, Jay Dortch. Right it down. yards. <laughs> I, I think there's no doubt that he goes over 130. I think he's so pissed after last week, and especially after watching the film. Um, you know, that kid is, uh, man, he's got a lot of resolve in him and, and a lot of want to, and uh, he, he's he's going to tear him up. I just feel like they're all going to be on the same page. And, and I think Nick brought up a great point. They, you know, their understanding of the, as this season goes on, their understanding of how this run game works as opposed to what they've done, you know, for the last several years, it's going to get nothing but better. And when you start hitting the tight ends and, and things as well, yeah, he goes well over 130 for sure. I'm taking over as well. I I do think he hits over 130 uh, against Missouri. Let's, let's switch, uh, switch gears here and talk about the Missouri offense. Uh, Connor Basilak, quarterback, I'm sky high on the kid. I thought he last year was terrific, especially on third down, extending drives. 21 to 32 last week, two touchdowns, 257. Uh, this is, if you think about it, with COVID last year, this is his first true road game as a starting quarterback uh, in the SEC. Uh, that's why you see Mark Stoops, you see Vince Merrill, and everybody is talking about the, the importance of the crowd this week. A large part of that is to try to rattle Basilak, who's not seen a hostile visiting crowd yet. This is his first time doing that. Uh, I think he's a fantastic quarterback. Uh, receivers are good. Uh, one, you know, Kentucky's been hurt by the bigger receivers in, in past. Kiki Chisholm, 6'5", 210. 220, uh, Looper, they can all get down the get down the field. Mookie Cooper, Boo Smith. Uh, Connor Basilak is, is fantastic. But I think the key for Kentucky to win the football game is to stop Tyler Bailey, the running back. He's leading the SEC at 243 yards uh, from scrimmage. Averaged eight yards per carry. Had 203 rushing yards. Three receptions, 40 uh, uh, yards and a touchdown. I think stopping or slowing Tyler Beatty will go in great lengths to get the win. So I'll put this to the panel. Tyler Beatty, running back from Missouri, will have 
150 yards from scrimmage, over or under. He had 243 last week, over or under Nick Roush. And I, I just ultimately think that Kentucky's going to be a really good run defense this year because of the play at the safeties. They were really sound in their run fits last week against ULM. And I know it's ULM, but they there were holes at times, but guys were just right there waiting for them. And I think the experience with this defense is really going to limit them. So if Kentucky contains that big play factor with Beatty, he's going to get some seven-yard runs here and there. And I think he's ultimately going to end up being right around that 125. The key is not letting him loose on, you know. I can see Jordan Wright getting beat on one of those swing passes. So I think it's going to be right around there. in Missouri's only chance if he go is, is if he goes over. So I'll at least be kind enough for Missouri. I think he's their best player, so I'll say over. Andy Murray, over or under 150 yards of scrimmage for oh, Tyler 150? Beatty. 150? Oh, no. Oh, wait, wait. I thought it was 130. Oh, under. No, 150. I think well, he's going under like, 150. I think he's about 140. Okay. Andy Murray, 150 yards. I, I think it's going to be under. I I think the, uh, the crowd noise – Combined with our depth, um, I saw an interview with Anwar Stewart, and he was talking about he's got eight or nine kids he's going to try to rotate. When was the last time that we could rotate eight or nine kids on our front and not drop off? Now, they'll drop off at eight and nine a little. But, you know, if they they sustain any drives at all, our depth is going to take over. And I I think early in the second half, that kid's going to be – done i mean i think he's going to take so many shots and i think our defense is going to prevail i just i just think that front we got so many quick athletic uh guys that are going to get to him early uh there won't be a lot of yards after contact because i think we're a, a pretty good tackling football team and um i just think our front's underrated jay dorch 150 total yards for tyler Beatty. Under, for sure. I mean, I, I love what Brad White's done with this defense. Um, I mean, this three-three-five. This, I guess they call it big nickel, and you know, with Corker and Devonte, and and I mean that that they're just solid. And, and as he's talked about, you know, we're we're so good up the middle, and uh, you know, with Pascal and and Weaver and and Wright, uh, Corker and Devonte coming up. I mean. Corker reminds me a little bit of, of Ronnie Robb. Um, yeah. He's, he's got a lot of that in him. And uh, he's a sure tackler. I don't remember the stats last year, but I think he might only missed one tackle or something like that, something crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's under. I, I just love what Brad White's doing. They, we've got playmakers all over the field. I, I totally agree. I agree with every, all three of you. The only, rate, only reason I'm going to say over – is I think Kentucky's going to have a late lead, which will lead, uh, which will uh, uh, turn have Missouri in a two-minute situation to get a lot of check-down passes to Beatty late. I think to cover the 150 mark for his total yards. But I agree, what Brad White, what Brad White's done is nothing but, you know, spectacular. That back three uh, uh, safeties and nickel Robinson, Asian. And Yusuf Corker can play so many games pre-snaps, give so many false reads to the quarterback. Again, that's why the crowd is so important in this game to me, is because they're going to they're going to move around and, and show man and play zone, show zone, play man, hide the blitz, 
Basilak's going to be making changes at the line of scrimmage. The louder that crowd can be, the less efficient Missouri's going to be. But I'm going to go late to cover the 150 yards. All right, now the next segment, gentlemen, first game of the season against a terrible opponent. There's been several overreactions uh, from everybody, media, fans, you name it. What's the biggest overreaction from the Louisiana-Monroe game, Nick Roush? Man, I, I thought you just wanted me to overreact. I love overreacting. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> it's it's the best. Uh, I think the – man. Because I ultimately think Levis is going to be a very good quarterback. I don't know if we're going to be dropping long bombs – on teams like this all day. And I don't know if guys are going to be that open all day. So I just think there is a little bit of overreaction to the Will Levis hype in that um, he's going to have to be a little bit more precise. Windows are going to be a lot tighter this week. So he he got a nice breaking in, but um, I, I, you know, I heard one national guy say like, are Penn State fans worried they got the wrong quarterback and kept Sean Clifford instead of Will Levis? That, that That's a little bit of an overreaction right now. It could ultimately end up being true, but uh, you know it's it's going to take a little bit more than a big game against ULM for that to happen. What is the biggest underreaction for you? What was not discussed enough, or a player, a scheme, a play, or something about Kentucky, Louisiana, Monroe that is not being talked about enough, in your opinion, Nick? The 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 use of Corker's play. You all touched on him earlier, but like he had a, a PBU on an out route that he had no business making and just laid out for it, got his hand on the ball to get home on a blitz. And that really got things going. I, I just, I think his not only knowledge of the game, but how he can be used in his just athleticism is really going to be a difference maker kind of like how mike edwards was where you didn't appreciate him for what he did at the time but he he completely changed what the defense could do andy murray biggest overreaction biggest underreaction from saturday um i think from an underreaction standpoint i just i don't think our defense is going to get credit uh where they're due i mean i we've all sat and watched kentucky play all levels of teams over the years and people have moved the ball on us. And this team is this defense being so veteran and so talented. I mean, there's several kids that are going to play in the NFL on that team. And I just don't think we get those. Uh, I mean, they're going to give up a big play here and there, but I, I just think, man, our gap protection and our linebacker play, you know, our ends, they're so solid. And then you throw the defensive backs in. I mean, the safeties are linebackers and they play like linebackers. I just think it's this defense as the year goes on is going to finally get the respect that's due. You know, they put up numbers for the last couple of years and still nobody respects them. But this defense, I think, is going to make as big or bigger move than the offense. <clears throat> Jay Dorch, biggest overreaction or underreaction from Saturday? I'll, I'll give you both real quick, but I'll echo what Andy said. I mean, this the flexibility of this defensive unit is insane. Um, we all know this game is about creating mismatches. 
and with with uh, Corker and um, Devonte and this three three five scheme and the flexibility they have of moving people around and you just you just they you just can't create mismatches anymore with this defensive unit and and to boot you got you know JJ Weaver and Wright coming off the edge and Pascal you know up the middle and I just I feel like uh, this defense is, is there's no limit to what they can do uh, it's going to be exciting to watch them and I I think. Uh, also, to, to quarter, uh, go back off what Nick said, also, I, I won't go uh, let us, I'll just go offensively. I think it was an overreaction just to what Nick said. I think we all know what the schedule is bringing. We all know the defense that we're going to be seeing. And if anybody watched the game against Georgia uh, and Clemson on Saturday night, what kind of defense they've got, we, we know what we're going to see. And so that offense is going to tighten up. I still think it's going to deliver. I still think it's got incredible playmakers. We're going to score some points. and. Yeah, but I think, you know, defensively, certainly underreaction and offensively overreaction. I'm going to go overreaction is the, uh, is the concern or not concern, but the, uh, the fact that Kentucky ran, ran for 145 yards against Louisiana Monroe. I think that uh, there's, there's not enough signs for me to become worried about that. I think that run game is going to take off. Uh, I think it's going to flourish under this, under Cohen. So it's a low number for Kentucky, only averaged slightly over four yards per carry. I think those increase as the season goes on because of that offensive line, because of Luke Fortner in the middle there at center, those two fantastic tackles. Uh, and, and I have three underreactions or underappreciations. One is Darren Rosenthal at left tackle. I mean, we've all – Darren Kennard is an All-American. Darren Rosenthal is a dude. He is so big with that reach that <laughs> I mean he was toying with people on, on Saturday. Uh but my an underappreciation or underreaction, Devontae Square or DeAndre Square rather at linebacker, 10 tackles, or sorry, yeah, uh, 10 tackles, six, uh, uh three and a half tackles for loss, uh, a quarterback sack. You know, uh I think that he 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 beat the ULM ball carriers at the point of attack. He knew where they were going. He diagnosed, he processed, he got there. I think his veteran presence on the, in the middle there at linebacker uh, was underreacted because I thought it was special. And another player, uh, I'm sticking with defense, is Devontae Robinson. What he can do at that hybrid uh, linebacker nickel position is, is special. And the way he can play uh, on the line of scrimmage as a run defender, as a blitzer, and then drop back in coverage. That's the reason Kentucky can get so creative is a six-year senior, a super senior with NFL talent that is incredibly intelligent. Devontae Robinson uh, knows this defense as good as anybody, anybody not on the coaching staff. And I think the flexibility to use him, uh, his presence was an underreaction for me. All right, over uh, – here we go. We're going to pick the – we're going to talk about the spread, gentlemen. Kentucky is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Jay Dortch, do the Cats cover on Saturday? No doubt. Yeah, they cover for sure. I think defense is going to show up big time. I, mean, I, I got a 30 to, 30 to 14 game. Um, yeah, they cover for sure. Andy, four-and-a-half-point favorite. You like it? Cover-licious. <laughs> so in the betting are, world, it's a. I think it's a lot. So you two are bringing I, out the hammer on that one. I, I did. I don't. You know. I just think there's a lot of. Um, you know, last year was just a, a, 
a bad year all around. And I think this football team, if you just look at the number of kids that stuck around for one more year, I mean, what's, what else do you need to know? I mean, these guys see that they can be great. And I don't think we've had the confidence from players in this program like that we have in this team. They're, they're not, they're not overzealous. They're very confident that they can beat anybody on their schedule. And that's a culture change. And I think these guys see this as an opportunity to make a statement. I really, I really think they're going to click and uh, they're going to have some rough moments. They're gonna, they might drop behind for a little bit, but this football team is going to come out firing. And I, and I think they get after these guys big time. It's their house. You know? Yeah. And, and and two, four and a half. To your point, Andy, the, they're going to come out maybe a little overexcited too at the beginning. There, there's going to be some tense moments. There's going to be some mistakes. There's going to be a couple of bad sacks on third down. You're going to be shaking your head. You're going to be a little worried in the stands, but don't. Kentucky's the better football team, folks. They just are. And this is the start of something that's going to be really fun. I think Kentucky wins by double digits here. And and this isn't me being a sunshine pumper. This is – I just I, – I don't see – Jimmy's and Joe's, man. We saw Ole Miss and Louisville. Uh, Louisville had uh, maybe a Joe, and Ole Miss had some dudes. Kentucky's got dudes. They've got a lot more of them than Missouri does right now. That's why I think the Cats are going to cruise. Over under 56 is the line right now. Uh, what do you got with that, Nick Roush? Over or under 56 oh, points? I, yeah. Because Kentucky, in theory, could, it could be a 31-21 win and you're not hitting the over. So, I I stay away from totals. That's my advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, last week, I hammered it. I mean, I I, I, I called my shot on that at 29-and-a-half throughout the, the complete offseason. Uh, I've retired from that – that from uh, uh, from placing any wagers on a game hey, because – You got to know when to hold them. Know when to fold them. Yeah, four and a half point. This game, what basically saying, well, you get three points for home field advantage. Yeah, is that right? Two or three. Yeah. So we're saying Kentucky's a one point uh, better than Missouri by a point and a half. So it's pretty much a pick 'em game. Uh, that's the way it's viewed. I think Kentucky goes well, well over a four and a half point victory. Uh, so uh, I, I think uh, I think it could stretch out due to the fact that Missouri is such a high risk, high reward defense that they're going to give up some shots. And I don't think Kentucky – I think the shots that Kentucky gets downfield are going to significantly be higher than the shots that Missouri gets downfield. For me, Tyler Beatty is the X factor, and he is the, he is the player that Kentucky has to control uh, to win this football game. Uh, Jay Doors, you know what you don't have you, – what you also have to control? What's that? Hydration. You play a lot of golf. I don't know if you two – listen to the KSR football podcast, but we created our dream uh, golf scramble foursome in, in our preseason show. You remember that, Nick? I do. It was a great show. Two of my picks are on this podcast, Andy Murray and Jay Dorch. So, Jay, when you're out there, Andy, when you're playing golf, or Andy, when you're in your warehouse, remember this. Life is thirsty work, but water and traditional sports drinks just don't cut it. Created in Kentucky, Sword Performance offers shield a brand new innovation in the sports drink world with bold fruit flavors, balanced electrolytes, and natural ingredients. Shield hydrates better and faster than water and quenches thirst for anyone, anytime. So, Andy, when you're at a center football game, watching your son play, you're, ta- you're tailgating before, 
throw in throw in a few shields with the other drinks that you that you consume uh, because you're going to need it. Go ahead and be relentless, Jay Dorch. Shield always has you covered. Hydrate now with a bottle of Shield available at your local Kentucky convenience stores. Learn more at drinksword.com. Built in the bluegrass, built by Sword Performance. Jay Dorch, final words, Kentucky, Missouri. Let's have it. And it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. I kind of think about that night game against South Carolina, uh, the Bud Dupree moment, um, and the Grove Party uh, kickoff. I think it's going to be like that. Uh, it's it's going to be physical. It's going to be um, intense. But I, I, it's going to be fun. I think the Cats are just – the one thing that I've, I've noticed with this team is they, they – they have a lot of confidence, like Andy talked about their belief system, but, but man, they, their culture and identity, they know who they are, and they love to have fun and get after it. I think it's going to be a big night. A couple of things from your career as a, as a starting linebacker at Kentucky. I think about this game, Jay, uh, and Nick and I have talked about this. Can't have the Florida fights that you all had. Uh, Jay was swinging helmets and swinging everything else in the world. I was swinging somebody else's helmet. I, I need to keep my helmet on. Can't have that. Emotions are going to be high. But if I had to compare this game, just the vibe, the importance, the payback factor, that it's a personal game, I would have to say your senior year when when when, when Kentucky beat Georgia 16 to 10. Uh, it kind of has that same feeling. Agree, disagree? I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I think um, this team knows that they've got to take this next step. And and to your point earlier about this being and maybe the most important game uh, on the schedule because the difference of, of going into Florida three and one versus four and zero is huge. And uh, you know they got a little buzz from last week, but um, I, I feel like this team knows that they got to take care of business. Um, uh, Saturday night, and and to do that, they got to play extremely well. And I think they're ready. I really do. I think I think they're ready to take that next step. But you know, part of what we saw last week uh, was that 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 player leadership. Um, and I think the the seniors, uh, the veterans, will keep everybody's emotions in check. Um, doesn't mean they don't want to have swagger and and have fun and be in Missouri's face because they will, and I hope they do. But um, I, I feel like that's not going to be an issue. That I, I do think they'll be super hyped and there'll be some mistakes there, like Nick said, but I'm, I'm okay with that. Andy, your career, I, I, I would equate this game to the Indiana game that we opened the season. Uh, went to IU, got beat, Jay, senior year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then the, the quote from uh, Indiana's coach, Bill Mallory, was, uh, for the return trip to Commonwealth Stadium is we're going to lock the gates and kick their ass. Is that true, Andy? Yeah, that was true. And I, uh, this is off topic, but I would love to see that game come back. I think, I think that game would be a, a just a dynamite matchup between these two programs. Yeah. If anybody's yeah. listening to get that game back on the schedule, that was a great rivalry. We hated those guys. And, um, you know, they rubbed our nose in it up there. Uh, yeah. Jay's uh, senior year, and we had hell. We were in a bus wreck that day. Four and, people. Uh, four people. Four died. people were killed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mallory. What? I mean, it was just it's the first. It was the most upset I've ever seen Jerry Claiborne, and I think it was the only time I heard him swear 
was after that football game because he wanted to fight Bill Mallory and, and uh, the coaches had to hold him back. He was ticked because Mallory had a Heisman Trophy candidate and Anthony Thompson. And uh, the last drive of the game seemed like it lasted two quarters, man. I mean, it was the longest drive I'd ever seen our defense on the field. And uh, basically called a timeout to get Anthony Thompson a touchdown for his Heisman candidacy. And Claiborne was going to go beat Mallory's ass and um they had to hold him back and yeah. um you know th this this is one of those games to me Missouri if we're going to be relevant in this league we have to beat Missouri we have to beat South Carolina Mississippi State oh, we have to beat that second half of the league regularly and I think this team and this fan base now has the confidence and everybody walking in that stadium on Saturday thinks they're going to win the game and I don't think that's been the case uh, over the years, I, I think yeah. a lot of people have walked in that stadium going, man, I hope we don't give it away. I hope we don't blow it. I hope we hope we play well to stay in the game till late. I think now you have people walking in that stadium saying, how bad are we going to kick Missouri's ass? And I think that's exciting. Oh, I and love I, that. I, I think Nick so. I, I, really, I think that's where we're at right now as a program. I think we have that confidence and that swag that we don't care who's coming in. And that's it's awesome to see. Nick, just to give you some context of, of the Jerry Claiborne situation with Indiana, Jerry Claiborne <laughs> never cursed, said, good golly, oh, Molly, you know, just stuff like that. Right. Uh, we had T-shirts made before that Indiana. It was the opening game. Indiana was ranked. Anthony Thompson was a Heisman Trophy candidate. Claiborne had T-shirts made that said, what Mallory quoted Mallory, we're going to lock the gate and kick there. It had blank, blank, blank. It didn't say ass on it, obviously. <laughs> but that was unheard of for Jerry Claiborne. I mean, yeah. But but that that was that was the mentality of, you know, hey, you got us last year up there, but you know, it, it was personal. Your boy threw two picks in the first half, though, Andy. I, I made you sweat a little bit, but we did get the win. And we did beat him. <laughs> hey, my 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 roommate, old Turtlehead Benzinger. Busted Anthony Thompson late in the game. He tried to go over the top, and Benzinger hit him in the mouth and saved the game. And yeah, it was uh, I think they went for it on fourth down, yeah. uh, to try to win the football game. And Benzinger came up from his linebacker spot and hit Anthony Thompson in the air in the backfield. I, I didn't yeah. know Benny had a vertical, but he got off the ground <laughs> and hit that kid right in the mouth and sealed the game. It was it was awesome. And it it yeah. was in that day. I mean, that probably was an upset because those guys had been to four straight bowl games. And yeah, you know, Anthony Thompson was getting all that uh press for Heisman, and um we kind of ruined his day. It was awesome. Yeah, Craig Benzinger is in the argument for uh largest head column <laughs> with you and you and Dean. So yeah. Uh, but Nick Roush, your your closing thoughts on Missouri and Kentucky? I just can't wait. Uh, it's it's going to be great to have folks back at the Crow. It's going to be a great atmosphere. It was a nice little appetizer a week ago, but Saturday they're really going to blow the lid off this thing. So uh, I I can't wait, Freddie. Cannot wait. I think there's certain games we've talked about this. Obviously, I think there are certain games that are just personal, and that's why I wanted to talk about that Indiana game with Andy. That's why I wanted to talk about the Georgia win, who was a top 10 team, Jay's senior year that, that, that we beat, uh, just personal. And it just feels different. And I think Kentucky is going to be excited to play. But what I like is that veteran presence on defense with 10 seniors out there. I don't think they're, they're not going to be uh, – they're not going to lose their minds because of the excitement. They're not going to over-pursue. 
They are going to hit some – Missouri's going to hit some shots. But this game is personal. That was a tough loss. There's a reason that in the football facility, the picture of, of boss man fat getting surrounded by the Missouri players is hanging on the wall next to the team room that those guys got to look at that. They, so yeah, this, this game is personal. I think Kentucky comes out and takes care of business. And I think the winner of this game will be ranked. Uh, Kentucky wins the chance to go four and zero before those three mid-year games, Missouri wins. They're going to start six and zero because of that schedule. So important game for both. Uh, Drinkwitz is downplaying everything. Mark Stoops has acknowledged this is a big game, and he was not happy. And and and, and I like that in Kentucky's football coach. Uh, gentlemen, thank you very much. Jay, thanks. Andy, thanks. Nick, thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, I know we, we got another segment with some we, interviews. You want to prep that real quick? Yeah, we got a little bonus treat for Depth Chart Podcast listeners today. Kenneth Horsey and Eli Cox, they are partnering up with Yoke Gaming. Nil Dill, where they're getting some free wings, playing some games online, playing Madden. You can play with two of the guys on the big blue wall. Horsey's a big Bucks fan, and he's not a he's not a bandwagoner either. He's from Seminole, which is uh in that, you know, Clearwater area. And he proved his fandom because he's got a Josh Freeman jersey. So that's that's how you know you've been through the tough times to get to the good. So good to hear from them as they, as they get ready for this Missouri game. Uh, just like Mark Stoops and uh, how Michael Jordan did on the last dance, they're taking it personally. So uh, a great interview. I'm sure you all will enjoy it. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much for coming yeah. on and, and hope, hope to get you back and maybe we can add Dean because – He's another funny dude from the past. You gotta get a, you gotta get a bigger screen to do that though. <laughs> <laughs> big Dino, Nick, do we have a screen big enough for Andy and Dean's head? Oh man, uh, we we have to ask Maria if we can follow an expense report. <laughs> I forgot one more thing before we all jump out. The Kroger KSR game of the week is Belfry at Louisville Central. Yeah, unfortunately. This week was our bowl game. It was the Kroger KSR, the Kroger KSR hometown classic between Shawnee and Jackson County got canceled or postponed. We're going to re- try to reschedule that due to COVID. So we got Belfry at Central, uh, two teams that have played several times for a state championship. Mm-hmm. A lot of respect between the two programs. Uh, the storyline here, guys, is the field at Central is going to be named after Ty Scroggins, uh, the coach there that won several state championships, passed away earlier this year. Fantastic guy, a friend, love him, and uh, we want to send our best to his family for a great event for that community when Central names uh, the field after Ty Scroggins. So who you got, Belfry at Central, Nick? Oh, I got to ride with the local team, you know. Well, by the way, too, this they played each other I don't know how many times in state championship games that Ty was coaching. So, like, this yeah. is this is perfect. Uh, glad Phil Paywood's bringing the boys up here for this game. Uh, man, it's it's going to be a good one. I'm, I'm, it's a shame I'm not going to be able to make it. But uh, Central does have a great stadium. I know some people get a little leery if you go past Ninth Street in Louisville, but that place is awesome. So I hope folks can go out there and watch uh, them dedicate it to, to a great man and a great leader of men in the state of Kentucky. Jay Dorch, Belfry at Central. Central, for sure. Yeah, a lot of motions there. I think uh, they'll be ready. One more question, Jay. Is Tillman ever going to beat Mayfield again? It's been 16 years. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you realize or heard, but my uh, my high school coach passed away. Oh, uh, I did not. A couple of weeks ago, Coach Cox, you know, one of the greatest 
Yeah. It's been an influence on my life. We had a big dedication for him last week at the Mayfield game. And, and unfortunately, oh, I couldn't go because I, I was watching uh, Laurel play. But it was it was fascinating last week. We did a couple Zoom calls with a lot of my teammates above and below me and, you know, Neil Clark and Billy Swanson and all those guys. And this is amazing to see, you know, obviously St. X and Trinity and, you know, a lot of these other programs uh, have got great tradition. But, you know, Paducah Tillman has put a ton of kids in college. Uh, yeah. Great players. And, uh, you know, Coach Cox is one of the best to ever do it. So Absolutely. Won several state him. championships. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, great coach, a great man, and you can see the how the impact high school coaches have with just what Jay shared. Andy, Belfry at Central. Oh, I'm going Central all day. I I, um, I think those kids are going to be riding high. And, you know, I, I mean, people that are um, outside of Louisville don't realize how bad Central was before he took that program over. I mean, I think he pretty much started it over. And to win state championships is just – it's incredible. I mean, he yeah. he got so much buy-in from a, a really tough situation. I mean, that that's one of those places that, um, you know, your best athletes aren't coming out. And he was able to attract the best athletes in that community and get them out and, and win state championships. That, the job he did there is just – it's unprecedented. I mean, if you look yeah. around other rebuild jobs, um, it's incredible what he accomplished. Yeah, Belfry's 0-3 this year. Isaac Dixon is a really good running back, uh, but I'm sticking with Central because of, uh, of my friend Ty Scroggins and just the fantastic man that he was and what he's done for the city of Louisville. I'll take Central as well. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, we'll chat soon. Clock, 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 Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nick Roush here, now joined by a couple members of the big blue wall. The left guard, the right guard. Kenneth Horsey and Eli Cox. Gentlemen, thanks for talking with me today. Glad to talk to y'all after a full game at Kroger Field. Kenneth, it's been a long time since fans were in the stands. What was it like just to be back out there with the fans back? Yeah, man, it, f- it felt good. I remember I remember last year, I remember last year, my because last year was my first year starting, so it was kind of a different feeling being in the stadium but not having the full experience of the fans. But it was great. To, it was great to have everybody out there cheering us on this time. The fans definitely, we definitely felt their excitement, definitely felt their passion and helped us get a big win. Eli, you grew up a stone's throw away cheering for the Cats. Yeah. What was it like to, uh, what was it like to get that start? I can't, I, like that, that's some dream come true kind of stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. I could still like I could see some of the rest of my family was in the family section. The rest of them were sitting up in our season ticket spot that we've always had. So it was really crazy just to remember sitting up there in that same spot and then looking down the field, wishing I was one of those guys and actually realizing that dream come true. It was a really big deal for me. It was a, it was an exciting day for me. Man, I, I just I was one of those guys up in the upper decks a long time ago, so I can't even imagine being in your shoes. That's that's awesome, man. Real happy for you. And heavy, we're gonna Thank talk you. a little bit about uh yoke gaming today and some of the nil the, the latest nil deal yoke got going on. But I need to ask about Missouri because game got uh, got a little uh, is chippy the right word for it last year. Let's just put it this way: things did not go well last year, horsey. How fresh are those memories in your mind as y'all get ready for this game? It's 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 right on the, on the tip of our minds. That was one of the first things Coach Stoops came in and talked to, and uh, talked about for the team meeting. Man, we were talking about it right after the big win on Saturday, and we got a big chip on our shoulders because that that Missouri game. Unfortunately, we didn't handle our business, and they they came out they came out more ready to play than us. But we're not we're not going to let that happen this time. We're going to be ready to play. We're going to be physical. Yeah, and I know that was something Stoops has hammered home that y'all weren't physical enough. I'm sure practice is going to be pretty physical this week. Eli, oh, yeah. they they bring the heat. You know, Coach Wilkes is a big blitzing guy. What kind of challenges does that have on you when, you know, there could be a lot of dudes coming a lot of different directions on Saturday? Yeah, we just try and uh, mix in as many looks as we can throughout the week, you know, just making sure we're prepared for anything. And if we can make practice as stressful as possible, it'll make Saturday easy for us because we'll be used to seeing everything and know how to react, and it'll be good and easy for us. Yeah, it's it's become a – oh, hey, how's it going, Max? Good to see you. Uh, it's become a – I don't want to say a rivalry, but ha has it become a rivalry between you two? I know it's 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 been annual, Cats, Missouri – what what would this win mean, Eli? I would say every SEC East game is a big game, obviously. You know, like, just being interconference, it, like, has implications on playing in Atlanta, so it's always a big game for us. So we just mm -hmm. keep that in mind. So right now y'all are cooking up something with Yoke Gaming. Horsey, I'm not a gamer. I got out of the gaming business when I was playing Super Smash Bros. in college. So t tell me how, how Yoke Gaming works. I'm not – I. I Lay it on. So the the general the general basis of yo gaming is you can you can play some of your whoever's on the app you can play them in different video games or something like that. So mm -hmm. if somebody wants to get on and and I'm on at the time, we could play a certain game or we could run a game of man or something like that. Okay. So that's the that's the basic premise of it. Nice. So it's like instead of cameo where you're just like talking, you're actually like playing games, going back and Correct. forth, talking trash. Is is Madden your preferred game of choice? Oh, Madden's Madden's my game, man. Every <laughs> Madden's my game. I'm I try to play it as much as I can. Not too much now because we're in season, but <laughs> right. Yeah, whenever my game, whenever I got some free time, Madden's always my my go to. Now, are you a, a Bucks guy? Or... Oh yeah, the defending the defending Super Bowl champs. You mean? <laughs> of course. Oh man, the Tampa Bay Bucket. But don't get me wrong, I've been a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan since I was a kid. I still got the Josh Freeman jersey in my closet. <laughs> For anybody who don't believe me now, I've been I've been through the rough times and I've seen I've seen the lows and the highs. So 
see, you earned that Super Bowl. Okay, you you, you earned your right, and to see a guy like Mike Edwards win it too, that was that that's pretty cool. Like former cat Man, getting out was, there, picking off Drew B, breezing the playoffs too. Exactly. Anytime you can, anytime you can see somebody, especially from UK, being successful at the, the next level, it's just a reminder of what Coach Stoops and what Coach Wolf, Coach Cohen are preaching to us. Like, if you handle it, he's they're trying to not just prepare you for SEC games, but trying to prepare us for the league and what they want in the NFL. So if we hand mm-hmm. these coaches, Stoops always telling us being personally responsible for our own outcomes, handling our business on and off the field that it will translate to the next level. We just got to trust the process. Yeah, I want to ask you about your favorite game, but I also want to ask you about Coach Wolford. What, what, what's Coach Wolf like? Like, is he, when, when, I mean, he is a dog after all. He's a wolf. What, what's, what's he like in practice? Very, very intense would be a good word for him. He is very intense. And he's the reason, like, when I say to make practice stressful, society is easy. He epitomizes that. He wants to make practice as hard as possible. Whatever whatever play we're running, he wants the defense to run the like hardest look possible, like designed to beat that play every single time. So if we can pick that up in his mind, we can pick up anything. So he's very, very much a very intense coach, wants to make things hard so we can play free and play quick on Saturdays. Man, uh, he strikes me as an intense guy. Was it any different in the game, though? And it was a little different, you know, because like, when we're playing, there's not so much like like fieriness because we got to be calm and like collected and be able to talk through our game plan and what's happening on the field. But right. Mr. is I'll be able to perform being on about being our doing our assignments, things like that. Okay, so now are you like do you prefer a shooter game or are you right up the Madden Alley as well? I started out playing nothing but Madden, but I've recently got into Call of Duty. That's probably the game I play the most, but I haven't turned on that PlayStation in a good long while with the season being going. So. Right. Right. I, uh, I was, I did have one uh, winter break where it came home early from Christmas and we just tore up some zombies. So that is a good time. Uh, I know that isn't the only deal y'all have going with Yoke gaming, right? Can you tell me about the, the wings that y'all are chowing down on now? Oh Yeah. <laughs> bunch yeah, of alignment cool. partners with wings. I mean, it makes. I mean, I feel sense. like it's. Only, I feel it's only right. It's only right. So now, is this yes, like? We, how, how does it work? Are y'all just chowing down once a week? Y'all getting them sent to your house? How's how's this work, Eli? Yeah, so we've partnered with. It's just wings, and like they're working a collab with Yoke Gaming too. So when they asked us if we want to do a like a kind of like a sponsorship deal with them, and being an alignment bunch of food and especially like buffalo wings like stuff we love to eat was like a no-brainer we wanted to do that for sure so they we're, we're just working with them we're uh some sponsored instagram posts just kind of spreading the name out there helping them get some business and they're just helping us out with some merch and then some prizes and getting some free wings in there involved it's, it's a good deal for us and everybody involved yeah man i would take that heartbeat it's got to be good horsey to be living in a you when you you were getting recruited this wasn't a thing and now all of a sudden you all can actually benefit from being Kentucky football players, that's got to be an awesome, and maybe even like a burden lifted off your shoulders a little bit, knowing you can cash in some. Yeah, it's um, this this NIL process is it's just a really good thing going because, especially being a UK football player, because of course, as everybody knows, we don't have Kentucky doesn't have any any like NFL teams or anything like that. So mm-hmm. basically, we're the highest level they see. So that'll only bring in that'll only 
bring in more deals and more promotions and just uh, just more business opportunities for us to take advantage of. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean doesn't mean Jack if we're not handling our business on the field. That's mm-hmm. one thing Coach Stoops always harps on us about to make it. If you're not handling your business on the field, you don't have no business handling things off the field. You know, got to have your he makes sure he tries to make sure we have our priorities set all the time. Yeah, uh, it's it's I think uh, the quarterback said it, you know, uh, you don't get paid unless you play and you got to go out there mm-hmm. and, play and win. There's a big game on Saturday against Missouri and Eli. I know I know everybody's fired up to, to see the crow packed, rocking and rolling for a big SEC Saturday night. Yeah, absolutely. We are we are excited to get out there and go play. Oh, should be fun. Well, everybody check out Eli Cox, Kenneth Horsey. They're one of a handful of Wildcats on Yoke Gaming. And uh, gentlemen, I appreciate y'all hanging out and talking with me and uh, good luck this Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having us. Appreciate you having me. Shout out to It's Just Wings and Yoke Gaming for the sponsorship. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.